Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. First, here's Christie's harrowing tale of her unwanted house guests. Hey, uh, I haven't asked you about this in a little bit. <laughs> What's the latest on the unwanted house guests? The mouse. The invasion. Yeah, yeah it, it is an invasion, and it's ridiculous. Okay, so I've lived in that house for four years. Yeah. And about two and a half years ago, I had one mouse that showed up. Which I will say, even that is shocking to me. Because you're such a germaphobe. You're uh-huh. so clean. You like, like, well, like, if there were ever a house that no mouse would ever walk into, it seems to me like it'd be yours. Well, I will say this. I The, the one mouse that we took care of, this was two and a half years ago. And that was it. Like, never saw another mouse. Yeah. We're all good. And then about a week and a half ago... I, I saw signs of a mouse and I was like, okay, we're going to set out a trap. I did. And then I found a mouse. I have got, have a filing cabinet in my office and I, I found that a mouse had been camping out in there, like a little nest. And I was like, oh my goodness. So, and it was like made of sheetrock. So I think they'd been in the walls or something. And, and by the way, they're... Their reproduction period is super quick. Okay, they like their gestation period is like eighteen. So a small mouse problem weeks. can become a big mouse problem. Yeah, quick. Okay. Anyway, so I killed a couple of mice. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're good. And every day, checking those same spots where these mice are showing up. <laughs> I bet up. you are. Just paranoid, constantly yeah. looking around. Thought about getting a cat. All of this stuff. Have made plans to get a cat. Haven't quite done it yet. So then. This past Friday night, uh-huh. I come in. It's like 11 o'clock at night. been visiting with a friend. Come home. I open up the bottom of my washer drawer, and I guess I open it up super quick or hard. And all of a sudden, this little mouse falls out, and his his nose is bleeding like I've just punched him in the face. Wow. Yeah. And he's he's I laying mouse, there, yeah, and he's, like, trying to get up, but he can't. And, and I'm kind of freaking out because I'm going, well, I don't have it in me to kill him. And so I just take, like, a little boot, and I just press it on him to hold him in place. So he doesn't go anywhere? So he doesn't go, in, go While anywhere? While he's sitting there bleeding? Yes. I, I don't know what to do. Anyway, he's, like, dazed. He's confused. All of it. just slammed him, huh? I know. I, it was just, like, this weird interaction moment, okay? Okay. So then I'm thinking, how do I pick him up? Well, I remember that in the top of my closet, I've got a bag that has winter scarves. Yeah. Um, it's got gloves in it, that sort of thing. So I run, and, I, and there's one particular glove that does not have a partner. Okay. And so I think about that glove. I don't know why I thought about it or how or whatever. But that's the I, one you want to use. And I'm yeah. like, I'll get that glove, pick up mouse, and I'll just throw the glove away, you know, all of yeah. that with the mouse. And so that's what I did. I ran in my closet. I opened the bag. I'm opening the bag. There's a mouse in that bag. Wait a minute. A at the second top of one? my closet, a second mouse. I scream, of course, very loud. Yeah. This and is 1130 at night. Yes. Okay. And now, and this mouse is alive. And so I don't know what to do with him. I truly, I cannot kill him. Like, I'm thinking about all the different ways. Like, do I step on him, strangle him? Like, 
I don't even know. It, it all sounds awful but to me. But you're an animal lover. I know. I'm an animal yeah. lover. And he, he, I mean, mice are cute. They really are kind of <laughs> okay. cute. All right, I guess, if you want. Anyway, so he's in the bag. I leave him in the bag, and I hold the bag out wide. And, and I, I'm thinking in my head, it had stormed Friday night pretty yeah. bad. And there's this uh, culvert at the end of my street, the cul-de-sac. <laughs> And I know for a fact there's got to be a ton of running water in that thing. Wait a minute. It's at 1130 at night. (laughs) Yeah. And so I take off out of my house, out the garage, down the street, and I'm holding the bag like four feet from me, like way out. And it's, yeah, it's dark. And I'm passing street lights and I'm making sure he's still in there. He's there. And I get to the edge of this culvert and, and I just turn the bag over and I dump him into that. Okay, so you've you've bloodied one mouse. (laughs) Yeah, the murder scene is still back at my house. And now you're dumping one out back in the culvert. That movie, Fievel Goes West, there's a scene where he gets dumped in the water, like, and he's just stressing out. That was the whole thought in my head as I'm dumping little Fievel into the water. I feel terrible, but I hear him splash, and I'm like, okay, he's, he's in there. And then I... Go back to the house. I know if anyone saw me at night, <laughs> right. they what were is like, she doing with what a bag in the with... world is she doing? Like, she's sure. walking down nighttime. It's She's dumping something in the river. This is super shady. You're a mouse mobster. <laughs> I felt kind of like it. Like, you got, you yeah. got one that's like half conscious, bleeding on the floor. Yeah. And another one that you just dumped yeah. in the river out back. Yeah. Well, I come back home. Then I, I clean up the murder scene of that mouse. I go to my closet. I look for all signs. There's zero signs that a mouse was even in there. Like, you yeah. know, like. There's probably the only two in the whole house. The chances well, that you would I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I, there were no signs that a mouse would be in that closet. So that tells me that was like a maybe a new spot yeah. for, for them or something. So the, the next day, obviously, I'm on the phone. I'm like, this is enough. So I've got rodent control coming. It, it, I mean, it's it's embarrassing to talk about a little bit because I've got mice in my house. But wow. at the same time, I'm just like, it's real. I can't believe it's you real. people have them. Well, you thanks, need like um, You need like a big cat named Bruiser. <laughs> Or Tom. <laughs> or like Tom like and Jerry. Yeah, just like that. Oh my goodness, what a story. What a crazy thing that Christy has to go through. Mice and bugs freak me out, so I would not do well in that scenario. Definitely get a cat. That's what I think. My husband and I have a cat that's 13 years old. He doesn't have his front claws, and he can still catch mice. So cats are great for this reason. Up next is one of my favorite positive difference stories from this week. All right, so 11-year-old Shaden Walker lives in Amarillo, Texas. He's like the rest of us. He just wants a friend. Uh-huh. But um, making friends can be really hard. He's got some challenges that not everybody has to deal with. He's been diagnosed with autism and a few other just disorders that make the life making friends hard, uh-huh. harder than some. But he's on a mission. He wants to find a friend. In fact, on July 3rd, he woke up and he decided, you know what? I saw that there were some new people that moved in to this house in the neighborhood. I'm going over there. I wonder if they've got some kids that I could play with and get to know. I love that. So he shows up and rings the doorbell and begins a conversation with Brennan. Uh, And here's what 
Shaden said, he said, I just wanted to see if you happen to have any kids around like 11 or 12 that I could be friends with. And Brennan's heart just melts. Mm. He's like, well, I'm not going to be able to be a ton of help. They have a daughter, but she's just a toddler. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to, mm-hmm. you know, be what he has in mind. He did say, I noticed some other kids in the neighborhood. Have you gotten to know them? And he said, we're not friends anymore because they're bullies. Mm. I was like, oh. She's like, I don't know what to do. How can I help? Well, it turns out the whole conversation was captured on one of those doorbell cameras. Oh, yeah. So he decides, you know what? I'm going to get permission to put this up on the internet and just see what might happen. 69 million views. Wow. Later. No way. 69 million views later. It turns out that uh, Shaden now has friends in China and Hawaii and Australia and England. <laughs> now he's like, I don't, I don't want any more friends. I like, shut this all off. <laughs> and I know it's not the same as being able to go across the street yeah. and play together. So hopefully that's still going to come to fruition. But he's got some people that wanted to step in and just say, hey. We could be friends. That's too cool. Isn't that really cool? I love that. That's and you know awesome. what? Who knows what that could develop into, too? Yeah. Like, let's say he, he makes some friends across the world, like just pen pals. They can, right. They continue for years and years. Then one day they actually meet up. Yeah, and actually and, get to be around each yeah. other. Yeah. Don't we all need good friends? This is such a sweet and sad story, and I really hope this young boy makes great friends, both near and far. My husband and I actually started out as good friends, almost 700 miles apart, and obviously that friendship turned into something more over time. I also have other friendships far away, like a friend in Alaska. Having friends from all over can be a really great thing, but also having a local community is important. Our neighbors, coworkers, church family, we all need each other, and sometimes we have to be blunt and just say it. Just like the kid who bravely went next door and asked for someone to play with. You know, sometimes we just gotta go up and ask. Up next is Mark and Christy who visited some VBSs recently during the KLRC pop-up stops with Kona Ice. So last night, uh, Robert and I, Holly from our team, got to experience what you got to experience a week ago. Mm -hmm. The sheer glee, massive smile awesomeness. (laughs) Of the kiddos from Vacation Bible School? Yes, and the adults, too. Yeah, Our little pop-up party at uh, VBS. It was at uh, New Hope Fellowship in Springdale. So the Kona Ice Truck showed up. Kona Ice Truck was there. Kids with big smiles. I was uh, talking to some of them about just what they thought. What do you guys think? Did you like it? We got every single flavor. (laughs) All the flavors? Yeah. What's the best one? Uh, Probably pina colada. Yeah. What about you? What did you get? Everything. Uh, I like Tiger's blood and pina colada and the green cool. lemon lime. So tell me if you had to pick one word to describe it, what is it? I'm awesome. It was pretty awesome. There you go. It was really cool. But yes, pina colada, Tiger's blood. Basically, I, I, you give a kid like the opportunity to put every flavor imaginable. Oh yeah. For free. 
they're all in. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited. And next week we'll get to go to another VBS. Yes. So yeah, I'm pumped about that. To another one and, too. and last night, so the odds of this, you were telling me just yes. you saw Bonnie. Yes. Remember, so Bonnie was, we called Bonnie on Monday because she nominated our Office of the Week uh-huh. this week. And what are the chances that she was at the VBS that we showed up at this week? She came up. She was so sweet. She was like, hi. I'm Bonnie from KLRC. <laughs> you were like, like, oh, I was like, do we have a okay, Bonnie? Okay, we had a new staff member I didn't know about. <laughs> it's good to see you. That is so awesome. Which is really sweet. And she's what, maybe fourth, fifth grade? Yeah, right around that. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's great that she nominated a business. Yes. I just think that's awesome. It was really, really cool. Um, lots of fun stuff. Uh, they were The staff there was amazing, all the volunteers. Um, they were pretty pumped up. That night, eight kiddos said they wanted to give their lives to Jesus. Wow. Which was really, really cool. Um, One of them came up to us. She was so excited to tell us. uh, And then she goes, I'm going to get baptized. Oh, oh, I love it. I had the privilege of going with Christy to the first VBS winner, Grace Hills in Bentonville. And it was such a delight to see kids and the incredible volunteers The work that these people are doing, pouring into the hearts of young people, is something we really need right now, and we want to support it. Thank you for doing all that you do for these young hearts. Up next is some of the best moments from Robert over the week. 90.9 KLRC, my name's Robert. Do you ever get tired of forgetting stuff? I know that as I get older, I tend to uh, struggle with this a little bit. So I was reading an article where the experts are sharing there's some quick tips that we can be doing to get our you know memories a little better so we remember things. And one of them is regular exercise. Of course, that promotes the blood flow. That really helps our brain. Um, eating healthier, another good thing. We know this, but I didn't remember this tip here that says jump into some puzzles. Those can be regular puzzles like you would set out on your kitchen table and put them together. They can be puzzle books, you know, word finds, Sudoku, all kinds of stuff like that really helps with our memory. The video that popped up, it nearly made me cry. Hey, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and it popped up in my feed where there was this street preacher kid. He couldn't have been more than like 20-something years old, very young, and he's out there on the Las Vegas Strip just preaching that Jesus can change your life. And in this video, a girl walks up, and her eyes were just intent on the guy who was speaking, and she was really listening. And there was a moment where she just cries out, How do I get rid of my pain? And the guy pauses and he's like, you got to give it to Jesus. Can I pray with you? And she says, yes. And she buries her face in her hands and starts crying as this guy prays over her. And it made me realize how important it is that we can share about Jesus with others because others may need that message right now. I can't believe it's only five days away. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. In five days, my youngest daughter turned 16 years old. And it's just rocking my world right now, thinking about how quickly our kiddos grow up. And so I thought, you know what? It would be interesting to see what kind of advice people give to their 16-year-olds. And so I did a quick search, and I found some really cool things. Uh, A guy named Ben shared that he was talking to his kids at 16, saying that they need to learn the ability to identify people who truly have their best interest at heart. And I thought, wow, that is so deep. He said, get that core group of friends and keep them close. 
What good advice. I feel very blessed that I have been surrounded by such good role models, coworkers, friends, family, all so supportive, encouraging, and helping me become the person I am today. It reminds me that I need to be that kind of person for others, to be supportive and encouraging to someone else, because not everyone has those kinds of people in their life. Good stuff. Also, happy birthday to Robert's daughter. Now, here's Anson and Kara. You know, Kara, I am far from a scientist or an engineer, so I don't understand all of the details of this. But I was reading earlier today that researchers have stumbled upon an accidental breakthrough that could revolutionize renewable energy. Wow. So a couple years ago, some researchers basically by accident stumbled upon this method of drawing electricity out of humid air. No way. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And so it remains to be seen whether or not this concept can eventually work at scale and actually be a big part of renewable energy but if so based on how i feel during the summers here in arkansas (laughs) like when i walk outside for like 10 minutes and then come back in and i look like i jumped in a swimming pool exactly yes this could be really useful at least around here revolutionary so anson i don't know if you remember this but when i was single and doing a little bit of internet dating Mm -hmm. there were quite a few interesting messages <laughs> and things that I would come in and tell you about. Do you remember yes, some of those? I vaguely, I mean, I don't know if I remember specifics, but I do yeah. know they were <laughs> wild. They were wild. And uh, I, so I can sympathize with like the world of online dating can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, now, it takes some bravery. It takes some bravery. Now it turned out really well for me in the end. But um, there's an interesting on- story about an online dating exchange that's going around mm-hmm. that has me... Um, being a little bit judgy. Oh, okay. So, a guy and a girl were chatting. They were having having a good time. They had chatted enough that the guy was like, "Hey, would you like to meet up?" Yes. For some ice cream. Okay. Put this out there, and she immediately comes back with, "Sorry if this may come off as rude, but I don't do ice cream dates." Oh. I'm a 26 year old woman, and a date like that seems like the absolute bare minimum for Ooh. me. I was like. What? Okay. You don't do ice cream dates? <laughs> I I don't know who you are, but um I I am never going to be too old for ice cream dates. Yeah. I mean, in fact, that is probably one of the dates we go on <laughs> most still to this like day most favorites, often huh? i don't understand this at all and the internet has taken this up and most of the internet is also saying like this makes no sense to me i don't yeah. understand uh anyway i would just like to clarify to anyone listening if anyone would like <laughs> to take me out on an ice cream, cream date i will i will probably go automatic yes <laughs> yeah how often do you find yourself saying or thinking the words I can't do this. This happens to me Mm -hmm. from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Lots of times it's tied to parenting. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it's tied to other challenging relationships Mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. Even small things like trying to make it through a tough workout. Yeah. You start having that thought. I can't do this. Mm. I read a reflection today from a mom named Ashley Downend, and she was sharing one of the most important life lessons she says she's ever learned. Mm. She was giving birth to her first child about a decade ago. And after hours and hours in labor, she remembers saying to her mom, I can't do this. Mm. And she says, I don't remember a lot of that experience to this day. But one thing I do remember is when my mom gifted me the piece of encouragement I now recite to myself time and time again. She said, honey, 
you already are doing it. Oh. And I realized I was. Wow. It wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. Sure. It didn't feel like it was successful yeah. at that moment. Ooh, yeah. But I was already doing it. Wow. And I just think that's such a great encouragement to return to mm. when things get hard in our lives. Yeah. Certainly, like I said, with parenting, like when your newborn won't sleep for more than a few hours at a time, Oof. or maybe when you wonder if you're really cut out for your job, mm. maybe when you're facing some sort of medical challenge. I know it feels like you can't do it, but remember, you already are. Mm. Those words, you are already doing it, really hit hard for me. When I get into a difficult and frustrating situation, I feel like I can't do it. I just want to walk away or maybe smash something into smithereens. I don't like doing hard things, but who does? Hard things kind of suck, but we have to do them, don't we? Right now, I'm having to do some hard things that make me uncomfortable, stressed, anxious, and I feel like I can't do it. So these words, you are already doing it, may have been just what I needed. And hopefully, they're encouraging for you too. We can do the hard things, and if we can't, well, God makes a way, doesn't he? Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.